Hi, Christian. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> Matt says hi. She says, "Fuck you, Matt." <laughs> she said hi. Whenever we're hanging out, I imagine that's what she's thinking most of the time. <laughs> well, maybe you shouldn't be so unlikable. I'm a pretty unlikable guy. Yeah, it's your it's your superpower. Welcome to Whose Line no, Is It Anyway? No, stop it. You don't. Every time you do that, we have to pay $1 million to Drew Carey. Um, I'd rather pay it to Mimi, the eyeshadow queen. What about Colin Mockery? Yeah, you would. Yeah. <laughs> I think I told you before, I got like a free month um, for trying out the streaming service Shudder, which is like a... Uh, a horror movie and TV show like streaming service. It's like all horror. And I wanted it just to be able to watch this one show that's on there called, um, I literally can never remember what it's called, which is so bad. Um, Oh, it's called channel zero. And I wanted to watch it because it's like they, every season is an anthology and every season's a different creepy pasta story from online. Do you know what creepy pasta is? Creepy pasta. Yeah. Like it's, like it's made with squid ink. Yeah, creepy pasta. Yeah, just black. Yeah, no, but I don't know why it's called creepy pasta. If I'm being honest, but it's pretty much online like horror stories that people just write online that you can read for free. Creepy um, pasta. Either way, I wa- I got it to see that like show, and I didn't get all the way like through all the seasons of it within the month. And so I went on there, I was like, eh, I'm canceling it, I'm not going to pay for it. And when I canceled it, they were like, give us another chance, take another free month. <laughs> and, and now I kind of feel bad. <laughs> please, please don't leave. Exactly, I feel like they're like literally begging me. And the funniest part is Everyone I said to Kristen the other day. Everyone just shows up and eats the free pasta and leaves. <laughs> Even though it's so creepy, they keep eating it. Um, but I was telling Kristen the other day, now I'm looking at everything, like instead of just that one show Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of good stuff on there. I'm like, this second free month may have worked. Like (laughs) I was, I was telling it as a joke, but it may have worked. I'm, you know what? Forget a preamble. I'm just going to start the podcast. No one can tell me what to do. We're in charge of the podcast. (laughs) I can do whatever. (coughs) Hey, welcome. Wow. That's, you had to cough right then. Welcome to Let's Run That Back. I'm Cody. I'm Matt. And we're two brothers that... What, what is That the everything tagline? is made up and the points don't matter. No, it is not. <laughs> Our tagline is not the Who's Line tagline. Oh my god, like what is our tagline? As if our opinions matter. Yes, we like to talk about movies. Two brothers that like to talk about movies as if our opinions matter. It's very important. That's our tagline. That's all we've got. Yeah. <laughs> we really got to know it back and forth. <laughs> so pretty much like whenever we do, uh, you know, watch these movies, we've been doing it where we watch it separately and then we don't talk about it at all until we get on the podcast so that we like don't spoil what each other thinks. And to be honest, that's been a little bit easier since we've been um, like not quarantine. under quarantine, but like with like coronavirus going on, just staying away. But it's really funny because Kristen 
is like working from home now and that's usually I would watch a movie like in the living room but mm-hmm. she's in the living room working and so I had to watch this one in our bedroom on like a small TV like kind of the t- I had to angle the TV kind of diagonally to face like a chair that I was sitting in so I didn't have to sit on a bed <laughs> And it was just, I've never done that before, but the chair I was sitting in was so comfortable that I might actually have to start screening my movies in the bedroom from now on. Did it make the movie considerably less scary? I can't tell you how the smaller screen helped in that aspect. <laughs> That's sarcasm, by the way. How did you watch it? Did you just watch it in your uh, in your podcast well, video I, uh, game laundry office? Okay. Um, and then it played on the TV, and then I experienced it through my eye holes. Now, wait a minute, though. Was, mm-hmm. like, Bruce on your lap or anything? Uh, Bruce was here and there. No, I can't remember when I watched it. I think it was Sunday night, um, and there was a real bad storm, and the lightning was, was out of control. Really? And, uh, That's when you watched it? Carrie and I went, well, let's go in the room and watch a scary movie. <laughs> really? Oh, did Carrie yeah. watch it with you? Mm-hmm. I almost feel like Carrie should be on the podcast. Yeah, she's been working from the hospital. So she can't. Nope. But she would. We can call her in. Babies are going to be crying in the background, though. Ugh, babies. So this week we watched a little Bloomhouse movie. Or is it Blumhouse? Do you know? Um, I like I like to think it's Bloomhouse. Okay, that probably makes sense. And it actually tracks with us never being able to pronounce anyone's name. We should just make it a thing now that we just look at a name and just pronounce it incorrectly. And then get jobs uh, at Starbucks. Yeah, exactly. So we watched a movie called You Should Have Left. I think it, like, just recently came out, like, maybe last week Mm -hmm. on, uh, you know, uh, streaming streaming and everything. And it was made by either Bloomhouse or Blumhouse. That's the distributor or, of the production company. Or Bloomhouse. There you go. And it was directed by David... Co- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it was directed by David Cope, I think it is. Kep. And written that by one I, David that Cope. That one I know. You know that one? It's Kep. Is it Kep for real? Yes. yes. You're 100% sure. Yes. Stake your entire <laughs> reputation on this. <laughs> Which is really not much. Because you're, you're so unlikable. Right. So it's written by David Kep and Daniel Kelman. <laughs> it's Cope, isn't it? I don't know, man. Pretty he sure can he Kep. can email us. We'll give you your, our email address at the end. I'm sure he will. And it's starring Kevin Bacon, Amanda Seyfried, and Avery Essex, um, as well as like three other people. Is Avery um, Essex the little girl? She is. She was adorable. She was great in the movie. Okay, and continue. No, I mean that's <laughs> I was actually going to say that too, but I didn't I didn't I didn't know if I should, you know? Sorry. But then I remembered like <laughs> everything's we made up rules. and the points don't matter. Stop saying that. <laughs> Drew Carey's pockets are just getting bigger and bigger the more you reference that show. So, uh, yeah, we we watched You Should Have Left and uh, I I think we've mentioned it before that I just I love horror movies, and it's difficult for me to not enjoy myself watching a horror movie. Really, most movies, but horror movies especially. And so I can't wait to get to what you say, but uh, this movie was awful, right? <laughs> I, it, 
It was like the perfect balance of being terrible and entertaining. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. Because, like, I love bad movies. Like, the plot was engaging enough. Mm-hmm. But then, like, when it was over, you were like, I mean, okay. Yeah, obviously we'll get into each thing, like, as we go on, we'll talk about all different things. But, I mean, they, you know, the characters didn't talk like real people, and the situations they got themselves into were very generic and cliche, like, as the movie went on. But the, the reason I like watching movies that could be considered, like, bad movies is I almost feel like I get, like, more inspiration and ideas watching bad movies. Because when you're watching a good movie and something good happens, it's, like, expected. But when you're watching a movie that you feel is bad and then something cool happens, it's almost like, whoa, did you just see that? And I was uh, I was taking notes as I watched the movie, just, like, thoughts that I had. And it almost felt like I was watching it with, like, friends just, like, making fun of the movie in a way. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that made it a lot of fun. And I accidentally remembered something from film school where I... Yeah, I accidentally stumbled onto it where I I had to read um like a like a paper and it was written by Carol Clover, but I'm sorry, I could not find which paper it was. And she says something in there about how and I'm completely paraphrasing, this isn't a direct quote, but a great horror movie pretty much is judged by how well they pull off the cliché. And so when you watch a, a ton of horror movies, you're going to notice the same patterns right. in every horror movie. Right. And depending on how Well, really, in a great, lot of movies. Yes, yes, yes. But horror movies have, like, a specific formula. Like, right. I know, like, a lot of movies, but, like, if you have a haunted house movie, like, I was making the joke, like, as we went through the movie, I was, uh, it's like, oh, they go to a house out in the country, like, check, you know? Oh, there's no service on their phones, check. Oh, like, shadows run by in front of the camera, check. Like, there's all these mm-hmm. things that just always happen. And the way that, you know, a fan of horror movies that knows all of that can judge that when every movie is the same is how interesting do you get to see this cliche moment? Okay. And in this movie... Mm-hmm. I felt like they didn't do anything interesting with it. It just kind of like played out the moments like, oh, this is the part of the movie where they get to the house and they almost tore the house so that you get to see where everything is that happens in like every horror movie. This one, it was just like they just kept moving into different rooms kind of aimlessly in something like The Conjuring. It's like a one take shot that like follows this character into this right. room and then they yell at that character and it follows them. So it's like interesting and mm-hmm. cool. That's kind of what I'm trying to say is, like, I felt like it was generic and stuff, but we can get into the things I liked about the movie later. Right. Um, I, for the most part, agree with you. There was one mm-hmm. thing, one single thing in the movie that happened that I was like, okay, I'm going to love this. And it was pretty early on. Mm-hmm. And then everything that happened afterwards <laughs> was just a slow trickle down. was of, not good. Oh, maybe I'm not going to love this. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, what was that? Was it was it that when he went to the film set, the guy was wearing a Furious 7 hat? <laughs> no, but that was great. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. No, it was uh, when uh, his wife 
was, uh, like got all in bed and got her computer set up to watch whatever TV show they were going to watch. And he went to turn the lights off and came back and it was like five hours later or something like that. Yeah. And she was asleep. Right. I was like, oh, yeah. this is going to be cool. Yeah, I liked that a lot, too. I I will say, in that scene, like, you see she's asleep. Right. And he's like, oh, what happened? And you know they kept showing the clock. So, like, in your head, you know time passed. Like, right. something happened. And then they, like, it took them, like, a long time to show the clock again to, like, pr- you know, show it to you. Right. And and I just kept thinking, like, are, like I'm like, are they going to show it? Like, what is that what it is? <laughs> And so I kind of, like, got a little bit frustrated because I, like, figured it out and then it took forever to get to it. But I think that's actually a nice little microcosm for the entire movie, actually. (laughs) Right. Figuring things out and then they don't tell you until, like, an hour later. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, I agree. That was a thing that I liked about it. That was, like, a moment that I liked. Right. I mean, do you did you have any other things you liked? That I liked? Yes. (laughs) Uh... hmm. The little girl was phenomenal. Oh, a great actress. Yeah. yeah. I, I thought she was very good. Um, and I... This makes it a little bit difficult uh, when you can't... When this is not a visual medium. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know the uh, the meme of like the little blonde-haired girl? And she's giving you the like, WTF face? Yes. That's the same little girl, right? <laughs> I see what you're saying. It looked just I don't like think her. it's the same little girl, but that <laughs> that's a funny one. I hope everyone knows what we're talking about there. <laughs> right. If not, you can probably look up WTF little girl meme and it probably will come up. Maybe not. I don't know. But I see what you're saying. And so you don't you don't other than that, you think that's where all the good stuff stopped? I I had fun watching it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you don't it, have it, to have It anything. wasn't you know, a terrible movie. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't particularly well made. It was predictable. Um, yeah. But the I mean, like, had, you know. Kevin Bacon is a good actor, and yeah. Amanda Seyfried is a good actor. Yeah. Uh, and the little not, girl was a good actress. Right. Well, not that these were great performances, but. Right. They weren't bad. Yeah. A good actor is still good, right? Like even if they're not, you know, not. I'm not saying they were phoning it in because I think they were giving a performance. It's just like you've well, seen she was them double do much phoning better. it in because <laughs> she had two phones. Everybody, <laughs> uh, I, I, and I loved about the moment where the daughter's like, "Why don't you call the other phone?" And he's just like, "I don't have the number." And she's like, "Oh." Just like that's real uncomfortable. <laughs> I love that she went out of her way to hide a second phone from her dad, but the little girl knew the whole time. Yes, or from her um, husband. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you meant to say from her. Um, but yeah, I, I, uh, as an example, I hopefully this comes across well, and I don't sound like an idiot. But when I was saying I like get more inspiration and ideas from like bad movies, sometimes is I like I really. You know, I'll see even if it's just like a shot or like a choice they made with like the lighting or something. Mm-hmm. I'll like almost file that away like, ooh, I might want to do that one day. That was like a cool choice mm-hmm. because, you know, a while back, Kristen was at work like years and years ago. And I was watching um, just random horror movies on Netflix. And there was this found footage horror movie called Grave Encounters. 
And let me tell you, from what I remember, it was not a very good movie. But pretty much what it was is it was supposed to be like like ghost hunters going into like uh, an asylum in the middle of the night. Okay. And they make a big deal of like, we're going to go in and we're going to chain the front door locked. So even if we want to get out, like we can't. And so they go in in the beginning of the movie and they chain it off. And then like half an hour to 45 minutes later, all hell is breaking loose. And they're like, we have to get out of here. We have to get out of here. And they get like someone to get bolt cutters and they like unhook it and everything. And they throw the doors open and it's just a hallway through those doors mm-hmm. and it's like you know that was the front door when they went into it mm-hmm. and so like i thought okay that was really cool so i don't remember that entire movie but i remember that one really cool moment where the mm-hmm. door changed to a different location and there was actually a few of those kinds of moments in this movie for me yeah except they didn't establish like where that doorway was supposed to go <laughs> Yeah, and then they tried... Okay, so what Matt is saying here is that later on in the movie, he's been going in... uh, Kevin Bacon has been going into this room, and that room has pretty much three bookshelves, and then to the right of those bookshelves was a door. And then all of a sudden, he goes into that room one time, and now instead of three bookshelves, there's a door in between two bookshelves. So now there's an extra door in the room that wasn't there before. And he, like, goes into that door. And so I'm thinking that what you're saying is that they never established that kind of thing. But is that not what you're thinking? No, that's not what I'm referring to. Okay, so what are you referring to? So when the little girl gets lost in whatever, like, I don't know, other Twilight Zone. Yeah. And Kevin Bacon's, like, running around trying to find her. And he, like, leaves that little, like, family room. Through mm-hmm, that like mm-hmm. side door, yeah, the like and, the like double doors kind of thing, right? And it takes mm-hmm. them into that like little hallway. Yeah, they never established what room that side door was, was supposed the double to doors. take you to. I think that it was supposed to take you into the room with the desk. Oh, I don't know, but I get what you're saying. The when when he first goes into that middle door that like wasn't there the first time, between the two bookshelves, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a shot of that spiral staircase and the yes. light swinging. swinging light. That was a really cool shot. Yes, and I wrote down swinging light in stairwell is really cool. I wrote that down <laughs> somewhere, so that was one of the things I liked. Right. And another thing that I liked was that door appearing in between the two bookshelves. Well, I think with, like, good directing, or mm-hmm. we'll say good filmmaking, but yeah, what I'm focused on is more the direction. With good direction, you don't notice it as much. Right. So when you watch, you know, a Steven Spielberg, a David Fincher, a Alfred Hitchcock... You don't, uh, you don't, sorry, this is playing off how you, how you were saying, like, you get more ideas from bad movies than you do from good movies. Right, right. Like, you you don't notice it as much because it's so seamless. Right, it's just so good that you can't tell. Right, when it's someone who's, like, not a, quote, you know, master of their craft, you see it a little bit more. You see the filmmaking. So you watching it as someone who wants to make movies and, and is thinking 
uh, from the perspective of someone who's going to put together some shots or put together a scene, it's yeah. a little bit easier to pick out the actual filmmaking from the screen. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's not like this scene was good with this light swinging. It's just that the choice to be swinging the light was a good choice. Right, and but if James Wan had directed the movie, you would have been like... Of course, that James room, Wan, he's a genius. You that know, room yeah. was creepy. Yes, yes. You wouldn't have I been agree. like, oh, the way they framed the shot. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I get you. And then another thing, the last thing that I have written down that I that I liked, and what I liked about it was almost that they, like, I couldn't believe they went as cheesy as they went with this was that the movie is called you should have left uh-huh and at the very end of the movie when it has come out that kevin bacon had indeed killed his wife right as you knew from the first moment it was mentioned <laughs> right <laughs> because why else would it be mentioned and he says that he hated her so much and like built it all up and instead of killing her he should have left i i literally i literally went wow <laughs> and so it's like it's really so heavy-handed right th- that i almost liked it <laughs> almost <laughs> to the point that was like okay i'll give it to you because I have been the asshole in the theater the whole time watching this movie going, hey, you should have left <laughs> like the whole movie every time something happens. And then they hit me with that. And I think, OK, I guess you got me. <laughs> you said it. You said it. He said the line. I feel like probably the best scene in the mm-hmm. whole movie was the very opening to the movie. Oh, I got something about that scene. <laughs> Go um, ahead. Where it was, I think it was really well put together with the shadows uh-huh. moving around and everything, and then the jump scare of the guy, you know, sitting on the, uh, um, you know, sitting on the bed next to a little girl. Right. But I will say, about a minute after that scene ended, I paused it, turned to Carrie, and went, "Was that Kevin Bacon?" I still, to this moment, don't know if it was always Kevin Bacon playing I, him or if it was just that he, like, changed into Kevin Bacon I later. I think it was Kevin Bacon playing him. The thing is, if you look up, like, the cast, at least on Letterboxd, uh-huh. it only says Kevin Bacon plays Theo. Like, Well, maybe that's how Theo used to dress when he was maybe, first maybe. married to his first wife. That, then, yeah, that could be what it was. I've got that... I it was later on in the scene where it like turned into Kevin Bacon it's 100% that I was thinking Kevin Bacon. <laughs> You're like I will not look this up. <laughs> it it was Kevin Bacon. You might be right. I um, am. I have I have something about that scene though. I think that this movie let you know exactly what kind of movie it was from that opening oh, scene. Yeah. Because the little girl, her name is Ella. She's asleep in her bed, and you're seeing shadows move around and stuff, and it's scary. And above her bed is decoratively a big, huge wooden, like, hanging piece that says Ella on it. Mm -hmm. And then this guy, Scary Kevin Bacon, shows up. 
mm-hmm. and is like, hey, Ella. And the first thing she says is, how do you know my name? <laughs> and I was like, okay, all right. So this is the movie we're doing, <laughs> which I guess you could like, you could explain it. She's like a little girl. She just woke up in the middle of the night. Right. Maybe she's not thinking about it, but like it was just on the sc- I know her name already. Right. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> You know what? I just found another thing I liked. I liked when I liked when Kevin Bacon and and Lil Ella decided they were going to escape the house and went to walk into town and then just somehow ended up right back at the house. That's not the part I liked. That was okay. obviously I was gonna going say, to happen. You, you you mean what you knew as soon as they walked yeah. out the door? Yeah, that's not the part. That's not what it was. It was that I was thinking to myself when, like, he had the look on his face of, oh, my God, we ended up back here. I was thinking, why would you ever go back into that house? Right. And then he was like, it's freezing. Like, if we stay out here, we're going to die. And I was like, you know what? I'll give it to him. That was a good story decision to make it so that it was so cold outside that you had to go into the house. Because I was thinking, just, like, lay down somewhere and just don't go in. I apologize to listeners that have probably not even seen this movie and we didn't know we did no explanation of where any of the stuff we're talking about happens. <laughs> but speaking of knowing someone was Kevin Bacon, when Kevin Bacon and Ella decide to leave and then there's that person standing in the house watching them leave that uh-huh. wasn't supposed to be there before. Nothing has ever like, looked more like Kevin Bacon. <laughs> I've never seen a shadow that looked more like Kevin Bacon in my entire life. You're a hundred percent right. I was the like, only Whoa. the only thing the only uh, thing that looks more like Kevin Bacon than that shadow is Kevin Bacon in Hollow Man. <laughs> uh, in case no one knows, he was invisible in that movie. <laughs> I I like I like sci-fi movies. I like time travel kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But. The the like rules of time travel if you're gonna do if you're gonna play with time like have to be defined, right? Or the rules of time have to be defined if you're gonna play yeah. with time. You know, you watch Inception, you watch uh, Interstellar, you watch Back to the Future, you watch Looper, like Avengers Endgame. Avengers Endgame. They very clearly define what's happening when um, and when things are not supposed to be happening naturally. Yeah, and what, how it happens sense. in this world. Because, like, we know that time travel doesn't actually work. So, like, in this fictional world, how does it work? Right. So, they played with time, kind of, but it seemed like such a stream of consciousness kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That I wasn't really sure when everything was happening. The only thing that I knew was that when he runs, you know, to the window and looks out the window and sees him and his daughter, you know, walking away. Leaving. Right. You knew when that was happening within the movie because when they were walking away, you, he turned around and there was someone in the house. So you're like, okay, right. I can relate that back to that last scene. Right. But there was a lot of him just kind of like running around the house. Yeah, it took me a while to realize that he was somehow going 
back in time to like when they first showed up and stuff like it literally came out of nowhere right and it was almost like they were trying to make it seem like he had to like get up the stairs for it to end but like every time he tried to climb the stairs he was almost like sent back in time to before right. he started climbing the stairs and stuff and you bring up a good point because but like they then he got up the stairs and nothing happened right he just got up the stairs that was it they didn't have to do that you know like right. they they made a point to almost act as if this house was somehow like a trap of hell that like brought in people that deserved to be tortured in a right. way and they kind of showed you throughout like you pictures started showing up of all the people that have been trapped in this house mm -hmm. i almost feel like they could have started bringing those people out like almost like they're ghosts haunting the place okay i'm just saying that could have been a different way to go and then you wouldn't be stuck here being like what's all this time travel it would be more like a ghost haunted house story that they're already kind of telling right well and like he killed his wife so, obviously, yes, he deserves to, I don't know if I'd say be tortured, but, you know, he, he deserves, he deserves in the realm in of way. the movie, he deserves the punishment that he gets. Right. But, like, the adulterer, the house is like, eh, you, you go on. Raise well, the kid. Raise another actually, adulterer. What my, my favorite part of that, like, I say favorite part in, like, a sarcastic way, really... Amanda Seyfried's character didn't, like, have a point in a way. Like, there was, other than to make sure that the little girl existed. <laughs> and, you and know what I mean? And to make sure that they didn't have a car. Yeah, like, and, and that's terrible because she had no point to the movie. Like, she could have literally not been in the movie. And I love that at the well, end of the movie, what? She also got them out there. Like, but like, they had to go out there because she was filming there. It could have been anything. Like, it, it they like they could have been like, Kevin Bacon needs, uh, you know, you need to take time off your job. Like, go go for a vacation or hey. Oh, well, for that matter, my though, lives the, in England. The daughter like, had no point either. The daughter really didn't. What purpose did the daughter dirter daughter did serve? the dirter? What did the dirter do? I feel like the daughter was there to, like, almost give him something to look at and realize that, like, he has this thing that he, like, doesn't deserve, almost, that he believes he doesn't deserve, and, and is this innocent thing that he could be corrupting by continuing on with her. Yeah. And okay. I loved at the end of the movie, again, loved as a sarcastic thing, like, right. it was funny to me, that... You brought up that Amanda Seyfried's character was cheating on him with, uh, who was it, Max? Is that what it was? I don't know. <laughs> who cares? So she leaves because he kicks her out and says, go, like, you can't stay here tonight, right? Mm -hmm. And so she's gone knowing he's mad at me because I cheated on him. Right. Okay? So then throughout that night, he comes to the conclusion that he needs to admit that he did kill his wife and that this guilt has been haunting him. Mm -hmm. So she gets back. <laughs> she gets back 
and wants to talk it out like we can fix this and he's mm-hmm. like no there's no fixing this she thinks he's just talking about the fact that she cheated on him mm-hmm. when in reality he is talking about how he murdered his wife <laughs> and it's just what a misunderstanding to have <laughs> that she's you know, like no i want to be together and he's like you don't know what i'm talking about <laughs> you know I, I i also thought that they did a fairly decent job of setting up um like his jealousy mm-hmm. so they could hit you with the switch that she actually was cheating on him yeah yeah mm-hmm yeah, but. and well, and to be honest, throughout the whole movie, you kind of get the sense that like they don't have a good relationship. Right. Like, y- just like everything else in the movie, you know where it's headed. <laughs> right. It's and then when it gets there, you're like, okay, like we're here now. <laughs> and uh, the only thing I didn't understand is he had so at the end he decided I'm staying at the house. Right. Mm-hmm. He had to let them leave because as long as he tried to leave with them, all of them would be pulled back. Mm-hmm. That was his, that was like his thinking. Okay. So he had to stay so that they could escape and live their lives, right? Okay. I'm saying, is that right? Oh, um, yes. As far as I understand. Because I the house don't... wouldn't let him leave. But what, it, so like, what does that mean though? Because, like, he goes back into the house, right? Right. And then at the end of the movie, you see that the house that they had been renting, so this, this like, devil's hell house, mm-hmm. is now back available for rent. So what happened to him? I, I No idea. I guess Did he, he just is, now resides in one of those, like, rooms in the hall, in the dirty hallway. Oh, uh, that could be. That, like, there was, like, a million doors. Maybe he's behind one of them. I, mean, I have no idea. You know, yeah, it made no sense. But at the end, he, you know, throughout the movie, Kevin Bacon writes in a journal because that's how he deals with, like, his emotions. Mm-hmm. And he sees in the journal that it's written, like, you should have left. Right. And then later he sees that what was written in it was, it's too late. And so then later in the movie, when all of this time travel stuff starts I'm- happening... Okay. You find come to find out that he himself is the one that wrote you should have left in the right. in the book. But he didn't recognize that it was his own handwriting. That and he knows it doesn't work in the end. So like <laughs> what's the point of doing it? Like I have he no idea. he knows that he's going to just ignore it. So why take the time to write it? <laughs> Do you know why? Because it had to be earlier in the movie. That's why. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> what, 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 what would you rate this movie? One and a half. Maybe two. I was going to say one and a half. So I, I think I'm going to just stick with one and a half stars. I'll, I'll go with two. Out of five. Okay. And uh, uh, here's the thing. It... It wasn't just like a god awful terrible movie. No, like, I, I enjoyed it. I had fun watching it. I would just say like maybe ninety percent of it was generic. <laughs> Super <laughs> and then, generic. And then like so it's like, you know, if if you're just watching a movie like I like, you know, hey, I just want to watch something that's kinda creepy and has some jump scares and 
I don't care what that movie is. Right. Sure. Put it on. <laughs> I, I bet you'll be thinking they should have left the whole time. <laughs> 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 F- the the crew, the director, the producer, the actors, they, they should have left. left. <laughs> Yet Jason Blum is laughing his ass off because he they barely give money and it always works. I don't know. Right. It doesn't matter to it them. always works out. Financially, it does not matter, which is actually a good thing. I like that random shit gets made. Um, um, I, I probably would not recommend this. If you're yeah. looking to watch something that's a little bit creepy with some jump scares, there are several better movies that you can watch. That's actually very true. That's very true. There's a lot of movies that you should watch. Now would be a really good time to like plug a sponsor or something where you could watch one of those movies, but we don't have any sponsors. so. Not that it's the same plot in any way, shape, or form, but... The the reason that you would watch this, like, just watch The Birds instead. Why is that, Matt? Because I... It's just a better version of all that. You want a movie that's a little bit creepy, it's got some jump scares, and... That's... The Birds is way better. Is there time travel in it, though? No. Is there adulterers? Probably. Which, like, who who even are you using the word adulterer? I know words. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I will say the best thing that came out of this was probably when I texted you that it's weird to me that Amanda Seyfried is playing the wife of Kevin Bacon, given their age difference, and you texting back. What was it? You're like you're never too young to try some bacon. Is that what you said? <laughs> and I just I saw you're that never text the wrong went, age for a little bit of bacon. Yeah, you're never with and, a bacon emoji. Yeah, and and I just looked at that and I went ugh, <laughs> <laughs> God. And that was the best part of the movie. So, <laughs> and you know what? My my final review for this movie is I should have left. <laughs> 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 Should have been the invisible movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, so that's uh, that's you should have left. Um, <laughs> I kind of hope you didn't watch it, to be <laughs> honest. But if you did, thanks for you know listening to this. What have you been watching since we talked last? Other than you should have left. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been watching a lot of you should have left, and <laughs> I also. No, I've also been just still still watching Parks and Rec. We're in season four now <laughs> for the f- third or fourth time. Um, and I have been watching a little bit of stuff on Shudder. Like I said, I've been watching. They have like a a new creep show series on mm-hmm. Shudder. And that thing, like I think the show, because I never saw creep show like the, the original creep show stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think it's supposed to be bad in a way. <laughs> like... Like, almost like a grindhouse kind of style where everything looks cheap and the acting's not, like, incredible or anything. Right. Um, but it's a lot of fun. So I've been watching Creep Show a little bit. And I started watching a documentary called Horror Noir, I believe it's called. A History of Black Horror. And it's exactly what the title implies. It's It's a documentary about, like, you know, black horror from like beginning to to present i'm guessing to present i'm not all the way through it um and then queer eye what have you been watching (laughs) um i finished haunting of hill house 
was for the second phenomenal time. as per as per usual. Um, and I'm a couple episodes away from finishing the first season of Batwoman. Did you watch Batwoman at all? No, because it was it on the CW. Yeah. And so is it on Netflix now? Um, no. Or is it on like the CW app? Or it's on DC? HBO Max. Did you get HBO Max, Matt? No, I did not. As a huge, huge Batman fan, yeah, I was a little bit skeptical. Like, yeah. okay, what what does the CW version of this look like? Because there is, there's Batwoman comics, correct? Like that, yeah. that's a character that's been established. This is just now yes. the first show, right? I don't know that it's Kate Kane in the comics. It's Barbara mm-hmm. Gordon, um, and Kate Kane is the character for the show, but it's really good. Mm. <laughs> the the bulk of the first season, uh, the villain is a, a girl named Alice, um, mm-hmm. who everything is like Alice in Wonderland themed. Oh, um, cool. So they're kind of taking some, from what I can tell, taking some Mad Hatter stories and kind of The Batman switch, villain. You know, kind of skewing it to fit the Batwoman uh, universe. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's pretty good. And how? Uh, what are your thoughts on the lead actress not coming back for the second season? I may have more opinions when the season is over. Mm-hmm. But I mean, whatever. Yeah, you I'm know sure they'll funny. find a way to. I'm sure they'll find a way to work it into the story. Yeah, on the on the interwebs, people were saying because I've never seen it, so you can you know comment mm-hmm. on this if you want. But people were saying, get the woman that played Alice to just become Batwoman because she's amazing. Yeah, she's pretty good. But there are a <laughs> lot of there are a lot of good actors in it. There's um, yeah. Julia Pennyworth, Alfred's granddaughter, I think. Okay, does this take place in like the future? Well, Alfred's like a million years old. I guess he can still be alive. Is Batman <laughs> in this show? Like maybe Batman not in is, it, but Batman's talked about in the show. He exists. And Bruce Wayne. So Kate Kane is Bruce Wayne's cousin. Okay. And the show takes place in a time when both Bruce Wayne and Batman have been gone for the last three years. Hmm. They both okay, disappeared so. at the same time, but no one can figure out that Bruce Wayne is Batman. They should get that reporter from the Daily Planet on it. Uh, yeah. yeah. What's his name? Clark? Jimmy Olsen. Um, <laughs> so no one can figure out that he's Batman, even though they both disappeared at the same time. They could have three both years been kidnapped. Ago. Uh, and Kate Kane is outside of Gotham, and something brings her back to Gotham City, where she goes to, you know, she's on a mission. She needs to find someone's kidnapper or something and so she goes to where she knows the best technology exists which is wayne tower to where her cousin Mm -hmm. used to work and runs into luke fox hey that's lucius's son son or grandson okay um and it kind of goes from there she kind of stumbles into oh my cousin was batman it's kind of a cool cool uh story so how far are you I've got two episodes left of the first season. And you like it? I enjoy it. It's not, yeah. oh my god, you need to run out and watch this ASAP. But You need to spend fifteen ninety nine a month. Right. 
just for Batwoman. Well, I got watching Batwoman because I wanted to watch everything leading up to Crisis on Infinite Earths. Oh, okay. Is Batwoman involved in that? Yeah. So it was. Mm. It was Arrow, Flash, Batwoman, and Supergirl. Not Legends of Tomorrow. Is that not on anymore? So Legends of Tomorrow, after the last crossover, no, two crossovers ago, uh, told the rest of the superheroes, "Don't involve us in crossovers." Like, like in the show, literally. In told. the show, they said, "Do not do this with us anymore." Right. Oh, good God. I'm confused. <laughs> right? And I'm someone that watches these shows. Used to. <laughs> I, I want to get back in just to watch the last season of Arrow when it's like out on Netflix just because mm-hmm. I feel like it's out I now. owe it to it to see the last season, but I don't mm-hmm. think I'm going to watch like six and seven and stuff. Actually, I may have lost. watched six, but so then I guess I should just finish all of it. Have you been playing any video games? I'm just waiting on Tony Hawk's Pro Skater remaster. Oh, dude, that's gonna be that's gonna be so cool that they did, and it's one and two. Yeah, I can't wait for that. I I, I loved Tony Hawk's Pro Skater too. The, the only negative that I have against it so far is that Bring the Noise is not gonna be on the soundtrack. Have they released what is gonna be on the soundtrack? Yeah, there's only like four songs that aren't, and Bring the Noise is one of them. Is Gorilla Radio from Rage Against the Machine going to be on there? Yes. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, okay. See, because I actually on Spotify, I have a playlist that's just the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater <laughs> 2 music. Bring the noise is good. I was reading about it, and something that's really funny to me is, like, since it's been so long, they can't, like, the old character models are not salvageable. They can't mm-hmm. just remaster the old models, so they had yeah. to rescan like each character. Mm. So you're gonna play as Tony Hawk, but he's gonna be to- like 50 year old Tony Hawk. Oh, and you're, nice! You're gonna play as Chad Muska and Rodney Mullins and all them. And Bob, what, what was his name? Burnquist. Burnquist. You're gonna play as all them, but it's gonna be all like 50 year old versions of all of them. Oh my gosh, that's amazing! Yeah. And then how about? The thing that'll be that'll be mind blowing is if Spider Man is still somehow in it. I'm sure he will be. Okay, so um, I'm never gonna edit this podcast. This is never gonna come out on uh, on the airwaves. It's just too much. <laughs> but when I when I came to do this podcast, I knew immediately I should have left. <laughs> <laughs> I hated it so much. We have a an email address that you can email us at. It's let's run that back pod at gmail dot com. And we also have an Instagram that is Let's Run That Back, and we post on there whenever we post a new episode and all that. And so, yeah, those are our things that you can hit us up at. Just in case, just in case David Cope or Kep wants to write in and tell us how to say his last name. It's Kep. He texted me while we were recording. Oh, okay. That's why you were on your phone for a while. This has been Let's Run That Back. I am Cody. I'm Matt. Thanks for listening. See you later. Bye-bye.